So what's happening? Uh, not much. I just, you know, I just wanted to, uh, just want to touch base and just, just uh, catch up with you and talk a little bit about uh, Bob Moses, who passed away. Passed away July twenty fifth. Well, when we when we uh, had the conversation with Dave, he said that Bob wasn't doing too well, mm -hmm. and uh, then I talked to some somebody after that that said he he was not doing well, but he's pretty old. Yeah, he's up there. He's eighty six. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Well, who who was Bob Moses? Who was he? Um, I got to work with him for a little while, about I guess about a year and a half, while he was organizing in Mississippi for SNCC, and we had several uh, meetings or or. Encounters, you know, he was the guy that uh, he was. I think he was in place when it was decided that uh, to go. I would go up to Mississippi, up to Mississippi, up to Greenwood, Mississippi. So he was the one who who was in charge of assigning people uh, to work on, on various projects. He was the guy I traveled through the South a lot with. Um, he was also a guy that. Uh, uh, I don't know if he he didn't change his name. He just stopped using Bob and Moses because uh, at early on we were the only people in Mississippi were him and twelve other guys. I think it was twelve. We made it twelve, whether or not it was twelve, I don't know. But it was Moses and his twelve disciples. So when he went forward in life, I know he became Robert Parrish, which was his middle name. He dropped the Moses, um, and uh, he—I think he—he he didn't like. It was a mix of he doesn't like being in charge, but he liked the things to go his way. Um, and he was a very. In some ways, he was. It was good that he went through a lot of what. That he talked through a lot of what we were going through as Mississippians, uh, meaning, I know one example was when we went to the, uh, we were going somewhere and we stopped at a roadside stand sort of. And Bob, in his own way, we stopped to get something to drink. And I think it was Jesse Harris, me and Bob. I don't remember anybody else there. I don't think there was, I think it was just me, the three of us. So we stopped to get uh, pops or something you know, to drink. And the guy said, I, I will serve you, but you have to go around back. And Bob said, I'm not going around back. Uh, we want to get served here or something to that effect. He wasn't moving anyway. So as soon as the guy said it, Jesse and I started, you know, this is not the fight that we were looking for. Uh, but Bob started arguing with the guy. And we were telling Bob, let's go. And eventually we left, but it was indicative of him that he believed what he believed. He wanted to do what he wanted to do. And he felt that 
he confronted people without being loud about it. Uh, he, he had his beliefs and that's what he was going to do. Just like he ordered a soda, everybody else gets served here, we will get served here. And that's just the way he was. Uh, when, we, when we went to Greenwood, I know he came to the office because uh, we had reported it to the FBI. I didn't bother with the local police, but the FBI. So Bob came down. I don't know if Amzi came with him or not, but he came with somebody else. Maybe it was Peacock uh, that came to the office to see what was going on, to see if we were okay. And I'd be perfectly frank with you that even though he saw very often the danger of what we were doing, uh, I don't know how to put it. It didn't seem to bother him. Um, but him being that way and him being in charge, uh, it gave a lot of us, uh, 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 I don't know if courage is the right word, but courage to do, to do things and not think about what we were doing. And, you know, I was a young guy and eventually that's the way I was. Uh, it just, it didn't matter I mean, until later when I realized that we could have been killed that, and people were killed, but, but Bob was just that way. He, I don't know if he didn't see it or he saw it and ignored it. Or if he was just very pragmatic. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I, I don't know what it was. Uh, but he was one of the people that uh, he first he came, he left. Uh, I don't know what was going on in the organization then, uh, but he left and then he came back. Yeah. Uh, and that was when he started the, the, the math project and stuff like that. Because well, yeah, he without, had kids. Yeah, so to back that up a little bit though, you know, he left, he literally left the country. And then he came well, back. And in the yeah. 80s, he started the, uh, the math project. Right. Right. But in the 60s, down in Mississippi. Um, you know, there just, was... It was Bob. Yeah, it was Bob. And he, uh, I mean, obviously the uh, Freedom Summer was a big thing he, you know, spearheaded. He did that. Now, I was not involved in that. Right. And uh, that was in 64. 64, yeah. And by then I was, I had left the state. Mm -hmm. uh, he was there when we got out of jail from uh, the penal farm. He was there... I don't know why I don't think he was there when we had the demonstration at the fair. I don't remember him. I remember Bernard Lafayette and I remember Bevel. I don't remember Bob. Hmm. It doesn't mean he wasn't there, but I don't remember him being there. And he stayed at Freedom House with us because Jesse was already living there. Giat was there. I was there. And the rest of the people just sort of came in and left. So what was it like living with Bob Moses in Freedom, Freedom House? Uh, we basically ignored him. <laughs> no, no. We, we didn't ignore him. We listened to him when it came to the movement. Uh, we didn't listen to him when it came to a lot of other stuff. Uh, he was just, you know, he would say, well, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. And we didn't pay attention to him. Now, when it came to the movement, we did listen. I was surprised in a way to find out how young he was. Hmm. I mean, I, you know, when you're 16, anybody over 20 years old, mm -hmm. 
And I didn't realize that Bob was that young. Because uh, if I was 16, he had to be, what, 22, 23? No. He was like 24. Because he was working on his master's degree hmm. at Harvard when he came. So he was 24, whatever he was. I think he was very smart. Um, I heard him speak once in New York. Now, I didn't understand the thing he said. Uh, I'm not sure anybody did, but he was talking. And I never saw, I understood the math part. And it started with, with uh, his daughter. But I never understood how that tied uh, to everything else we were fighting for. Mm -hmm. And Bob's position when he came to New York was that uh, the math, if we got the math going, uh, everything else would fall into place kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm telling you, I didn't get all he was saying, but he had his own way about it. And he thought it would, it would come to be. And I guess the folks at MacArthur thought he was smart because they gave me what, what they called a genius grant. Mm -hmm. So he got that. And he was, it was smart in his own way. He was not the most comfortable person. I don't know how to put it. It's like he didn't want to be in charge. Mm -hmm. And that was what, what Ella was, was all about, was not, let's not have one person in charge of things. Ella Baker. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, he was, he was in charge just because of who he was. Mm -hmm. uh, and he brought a lot of, he brought a lot to the table because he, like I said, he didn't, he didn't walk around afraid of things. He walked around as we're, we're going to change things and this is how we're going to do it. Yeah. Uh, and he was not afraid to go places to do things with the people. Um, and so a lot of people, myself included, sort of borrowed from that. Mm. Now, I was kind of a, a loose cannon in those days. You're 16, you're a loose cannon. Yeah. Uh, so Giyad told me uh, that uh, Bob was, he said, what he said to me was, Bob was thinking of throwing you out. I said, Bob can't throw me out. It's my movement. <laughs> what do you mean, throw me out? What do you mean, the your movement? <laughs> huh? What do you mean, your movement? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm from Mississippi. Oh, okay, all right. I live there. I'm fighting. Yeah. You can't tell me to go home. Okay. So not like a sense of like, you know, look, I run this thing. This is my, this is my movement. No, he was afraid. No, not like no, that. Okay. All right. All right. No, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> no, you don't have a movement without people like me. Right. You can talk all you want. Trying to get people to vote, you'll get two or three. Mm -hmm. But you don't have a movement without a lot of us. Right. You know, and I don't know whether Giot was joking or not, but apparently at some one of the meetings, Bob brought me up. Now, I could have done something that Bob didn't like. <laughs> uh, not that I thought a lot about that or cared about it. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm that way today. Right. Oh, yeah. I don't really care. <laughs> you know, as long as what you're telling me to do is I agree with, or at least I can do with a clear conscience. I mean, that's what nonviolence was about. Right. You know, it was not that I thought it was all that wonderful, but I thought for these purposes, it was. Um, so, you know, that's who, I mean, I was, this went on for a while. And, and quite frankly, 
you know, he was all over the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, we went to Greenwood. We went to uh, parts of the of the South and Mississippi. And I was only I only worked in Mississippi. Uh, it was with him, you know. Yeah. And the other thing that he wanted, he, he convinced us to do, was travel at night in these cars that people used to give us, which sometimes worked, sometimes didn't. Um, and it was it was I approached that with a certain amount of fear, because I had grown up mm-hmm. in the South, and I knew that there was no place. Well, I didn't know this, but I felt that there was no place that we could stop, that we could get help. Uh, we didn't know who was coming down the road, but that didn't seem to bother Bob, mm. you know. So it was a lot of stuff. He was just very quiet about what he did. That does not mean that he would give in, give in willingly. When people didn't want to do something, and he did, uh, he could be quite the argument. He would. He had a way. He had a way of arguing that was not loud but insistent. Mm-hmm. That's the word. And there were times when he, Chuck, uh, Diane, Bevel, all of them would get into these discussions about what was to be done next. And quite frankly, we were, I think we were sort of figuring it out as we went, mm-hmm. what was effective, what wasn't. And he was good at that. But everybody didn't always agree with him. Right. But when they did, like I said, he would get angry. No, no, you know, he was nobody's uh, saint. But he would try to convince people that they should go this way as opposed to that. And, you know, I and that's, I spent time with him. I believed in him. I followed him. Uh, most of the time I did what he said. Uh, what he said do. Uh, and we, we went about trying to change the state of Mississippi by following Bob. Right. Except for those times, like at the, the soda stand and stuff like that, when he was just, you know, he was pushing just a little hard. It made us uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, and you weren't ready to die for a Coke. No, I wasn't. Yeah. Jesse wasn't either. So it was called, let's, let's get out of here. Yeah. Let's go away. But a lot of what he did was after I left. I do know that he used to walk around with his overalls on and, and, and stuff. And I really thought he was putting it on. Because a lot of the people that came down I don't know if they were putting it on or not, but I think they were. I don't think Bob was. I think that's how he was comfortable. Hmm. And he wanted to show people that he was no different than them. Now, I think it might have started out as, I'm going to dress like the people he addressed. But I think with the amount of time he stayed there and the way you know, he carried himself and the way he dressed, I think he was sincere about that. Hmm. Um, he was just someone really dedicated to the cause. I think he was. Yeah. I think he was. I don't, you know, somebody said something about, he said, I'm through with white people or whatever. I know he once said, I'm through with the movement. Mm-hmm. I'm through with working in this country. Uh, I'm through with trying to get anything done. And then when he went to Africa, that's what he said. But I don't remember if it was white or black, because uh, Bob worked with both kinds of people. 
Uh, I don't know that he said anything about what he might have. I don't mm. know. Uh, but I, I don't remember him saying I know that. he got over that eventually because, I mean, uh, the occasions that I've met him and he's, you know, with, with my mom and so forth. I mean, it was like old home week type of thing, you know. They, yeah, but Bob never, I don't think he said anything about color. I think it was just, there was a time in the movement where there was a whole bunch going on. Right. People fighting about this and that and the other, and and uh, and Bob just felt, you know, we got to keep in mind that Bob was somewhat of a of a genius in his own person. You know, mm -hmm. Bob, he was committed to things, but he was committed to things that he wanted to be committed to. Right. And I think the movement was starting to, it's not unravel, but go in ways that he didn't want to go. Mm. And I think that's why he left. He just yeah. he just felt that he needed to be somewhere else, and he was there for a lot of years, eight or yeah. nine years, uh, and then he came back. Uh, and I think the the math project and and uh, uh, the math project and there was another project he started, but it was a way, it was the way to go. Yeah, he felt that things were not going to change unless the education system changed. And and uh, the voting system changed. Right. So he, he spent a lot of his time on voter registration, he, and then when he came back, he spent a lot of time on the uh, education the algebra board. project. Yeah. Yeah, it was another another warrior gone. Yeah, you know a lot of the. It's, that's why it's important for us to to first of all to know the people were. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, to know, you know, the Bayard Rustins and the, and the Bob Moses and people like that, to know who they were, what they did. Mm -hmm. And they made, some of them made mistakes, but we need to know what those were. But mostly we need to know what they, who they were and what they were fighting for. Right. Um, and what they did while they were here. Ho holding people up as heroes or as... I don't know, as leaders or, or what have you, well, that's fine. But what did they do? And what would they want us to do? Mm -hmm. I'm as old, almost as old as he was. <laughs> but what do we want the young people to do? Yeah. What do we want them to know? And what do we want them to focus on? You know, Bob's thing was algebra, math, education. Became that. I mean, he didn't start out. Right, right, right. So what was that all about? So what... What do we do if there's some people who are interested in education, then let's have them work on how do you get a national education? Right. So that the state of Texas doesn't get to do what it does. Hmm. I mean. Well, yeah, it's not, it's not enough just to look at a picture and, and recite some quotes from the person. It's, it's not. What made him tick? Yeah. And why? And what can I do to continue that fight? Yeah. Now his children, Omo and I don't know, forget his daughter's name, they are leading, they're on that project. That's mm -hmm. what they do. They know Bob Moses, but right. that's what they do. That's all right. Uh, so they don't need they to be a Bob a, Moses, they need to be them. Yeah. Yeah. They do. But the, but they're fighting the same thing. Right. So what did he do right and what did he do wrong? Or what changed? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, do we need to do something different now that it's 20 years later? Right. 
it, you know, people, people got to focus on that. Uh, I think, yeah. Uh, and that I think is what we can tell, tell the young people, you know, I, as much as I fought with, with Bob about things that he wanted to do, I was learning, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, uh, People like him were willing to teach people who wanted to learn. And that's what we gotta be. Hmm. That's his message. I mean, he had his own, he eventually he fought for education. Right. So let's forget that and let's say, what can we fight for? What do we believe in? Mm -hmm. What was he doing? And is there anything we can do about that? Or do we do something else? Yeah. With the same uh, drive that he used, that yeah. he had. Right on. Uh, that's what I would like to see. Yeah. That his, when we finish, uh, you know, I don't know, all of the, the celebrations, the, the, uh, the love of the man, we finish all of that. Let's talk about what he did. We're just getting around to talking about what Mayer did. Mm -hmm. Let's not wait as long to talk about what he did mm -hmm. and why he did it and where he was going. Yeah. Now, we don't have to agree with it, but we do have to understand it because that whole COFO thing that started was because he felt that, well, one of the reasons was he was one of the founders, but what is it that people can do and what is it they can do together? Mm -hmm. And we don't do enough of that. Mm. We don't do enough of that. So you can't give up but you can't assume that things are going to change just because you got mad about them. Right. Well, just because you hang up a sign or just keep fighting. And that's, I, I think more than anything else, that was Bob because he never stopped. Even when we told him he shouldn't, he did. Mm. Well, I appreciate it, LeVon. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I figured I'd do it Yeah. you ask him, so... Uh, yeah, it was worth it. I think it would help people understand a little bit more about Bob Moses. Yeah, and they should. We should become that. Thank you for joining us. Please support this program and the other works of the Joan Trump Howard Mulholland Foundation to end racism by making a contribution. A simple $5 monthly recurring donation makes a huge difference for us and makes what we do possible. You can learn more at jtmfoundation.org. That's jtmfoundation.org. And until next time, don't be afraid to get uncomfortable.